0: Welcome, everyone, to this podcast of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. We have today with us Dr. Hallie Prescott from the University of Michigan, where she's a clinical lecturer in the Division of Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine. We're here to talk about her recent article that will be published in the Annals in the September edition. Um, Her article is called the diagnosis of early and late readmissions after hospitalization for pneumonia, a systematic review. Welcome, Hallie. Thank you. Okay. So first, maybe we can start by asking you why it is so important to understand the drivers of readmission after hospitalization for pneumonia. Yeah, I
1: think for me, there was really two motivating factors behind this systematic review. And the first factor was really trying to help inform interventions to reduce hospital readmissions. Um, this has always been an important goal because um, hospitalizations are, you know, the greatest driver of healthcare spending, and they're also an important patient-centered outcome as they represent undeniable disruption to patient's life. But now, more than ever, hospitals and health systems really want to reduce readmissions, and that's because with the event or the launch of the hospital readmissions reduction program, In 2013, hospitals are now subject to penalties for greater than expected readmission rates after pneumonia um, and a few other um, hospital diagnoses. And so hospitals are really working now to try to um, develop interventions to reduce readmissions even more than before. And so there's been an increase in um, sort of research and literature looking into this problem. So that was one of my main um, goals, is trying to summarize the literature in terms of what are the most common readmission diagnoses to help inform interventions to reduce readmission. The second main goal was trying to understand um, increased long-term morbidity and mortality that's associated with pneumonia. So there's a couple of different studies that have shown that patients who survive an acute hospitalization for pneumonia experience increased long-term mortality even after um, comparing them to carefully matched controls, and the reason for this is not clear. And so I thought that perhaps looking at the reasons that they come back to the hospital may shed some light in terms of why they experience this increased long-term mortality.
0: Sounds very important. So in your review, how did you define readmissions then after pneumonia, and how big a problem did you see it? Right. So in th- this study, um, we
1: focused on studies that look at adult patients only who were hospitalized for pneumonia, and then studies that included cause-specific readmission rates. So, for example, studies that just reported all cause readmissions were not included in the study, but studies that looked at, for example, readmissions for pneumonia or readmissions for heart failure, those studies were included. And we divided our analysis into studies that looked at early readmissions, which we defined as hospitalizations in those first 30 days after a patient is discharged from the index hospitalization. And then we also looked at late readmissions, which were hospitalizations in the 31 or beyond days after the index hospitalization. And so, in general, for these 30-day readmissions, we found a pretty wide range in readmission rates across the studies. So, the absolute range was about 7% to 20% of patients being readmitted in those first 30 days. But when we broke it down and sort of looked at the characteristics of these different studies, we found that, so, studies that looked at used administrative data, um, had rates pretty consistently of 17 to 20 percent. So about one in every five patients surviving in pneumonia hospitalization is rehospitalized in the next 30 days, so fairly common. And then looking at studies that used chart review um, to assess um, hospitalization, the rates were a little bit lower and varied more across the studies, which makes sense because they were also smaller studies. The pooled average across these studies using chart review was about 12%, so one in every eight patients, Um, but then when we looked at a smaller subset of just studies that were done um, in the U.S., the the rate was about 16%, or one in six patients, so getting closer to what we found in the administrative data. Um, So I think, you know, one in every five to six patients is a pretty, you know, high rate of uh, rehospitalization and suggests that, you know, perhaps we can bring this down. Um, In terms of looking at the longer term readmissions, there were fewer studies that looked at this. Um, but they do suggest that the rates of readmission for these patients or rates of hospitalization continue to be high, um, even up to six months or a year after their pneumonia hospitalization. Um, so by a, by a year after discharge, about half of all patients have been readmitted to the hospital at some point over the course of that year, which is certainly higher than, you know, average rates of hospitalization across um, the American population.
0: So this is very interesting because I think the rates that you are um, finding um, that's coming from these different studies, and especially from the U.S., are actually higher than what many pulmonologists and clinicians in the hospital are accustomed to thinking about. So that normally drives the next question. So why why is this happening? What is causing the early and late re-emission for these patients? after they've been treated in hospital for pneumonia. Is it the pneumonia getting worse? Is it something else? Right. So we found that sort of across the board, about a third of
1: these readmissions are for pneumonia. Um, And about two-thirds of the readmission are for something else. So for these third of readmissions that are for pneumonia, unfortunately a lot of the studies, they just don't really answer that question in terms of is this, um, incomplete treatment and relapse or progression of the initial pneumonia versus is this a new pneumonia? And I think it's a really hard question to answer just because a lot of times, you know, we don't have, a, you know, for example, a microbial culture result in pneumonia. A lot of times we're just treating empirically. And so it can be hard to tease out whether this is a new pneumonia or progression of the underlying pneumonia. And really none of the studies we looked at, unfortunately, answered that question. So I think that's something that's still sort of up in the air in terms of what are these you know, hospitalizations for pneumonia in these 30 days after a pneumonia discharge. Um, And then in terms of the other two-thirds of patients who are hospitalized for something else, um, across all the studies, really, the most common reasons were heart failure and COPD exacerbation. Um, And then the next most common um, diagnosis seemed to be a non-pulmonary infection. Um, A lot of the studies, they they did their analyses sort of in different ways. So some of them looked at really just um, readmissions broke down by organ system. So for example, cardiovascular readmissions or pulmonary or GI. And so infection didn't really have its own category. So it was kind of broken across those different organ systems depending on the site of infection. But the few studies that did have infection as its own category suggested that non-pulmonary infections were actually a fairly common cause of readmission and probably the fourth most common reason that patients come back into the hospital.
0: So this is very interesting. I mean, you just mentioned that up to one out of five or one out of six patients hospitalized for pneumonia in the U.S. may get readmitted and that um, about a third is pneumonia causes and then the rest may be for non-pneumonia causes. And you also mentioned that you know, we may be getting penalized now for these readmissions. So obviously, a lot of the clinicians in our um, audience are going to be paying more attention to what happens to these patients. And they and their administrator are going to be wondering about how to reduce that rate of readmission. So what are the potential implications then based upon your findings? for how clinicians can think about ways to reduce readmissions after pneumonia. Right. I think um, that knowing these most common different uh,
1: diagnosis categories that bring patients back to the hospital, so particularly COPD exacerbation, heart failure exacerbation, non-pulmonary infections, knowing that I think can really help people tailor um, an intervention to reduce readmissions. Um, So, for example, for heart failure, I think that, we should really work hard to make sure that patients are uvolemic at the time that they're discharged from the hospital. Also, a lot of times, appropriately, medications such as beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, diuretics are stopped during acute hospitalization, and it may not even be appropriate to restart those at the time of discharge, but I think it's key that we look carefully at those medications at hospital discharge and also in that first follow-up appointment in the outpatient setting to really make sure that, um, you know, we've restarted these medications, or if we haven't, there's a reason that we haven't. Because I think there's, I mean, there's growing literature showing that medications often get um, switched around at the time of a hospital discharge. So I think in particular, you know, all medications are important, but in particular, these heart failure medications, because this is one of the most common causes of readmission. Um, and then, you know, likewise for COPD exacerbation, I think that, you know, there's a lot of patients who have COPD who are taking, you know, as needed Um, albuterol or hypertropia, but aren't necessarily on controller medications. So I think a hospitalization for pneumonia can be an important time to make sure that the patient is really receiving the appropriate and optimal regimen of controller medications for COPD. Um, And then in terms of reducing risks of infections, you know, uh, typically during hospitalizations we'll make sure that the patient is uh, up-to-date on their vaccines for influenza and pneumovax, and I think that's incredibly important, and then, you know, to continue doing that, like, during the hospitalizations and also when they follow up in the outpatient setting. Um, so So that's really my thought is just that, you know, Key, or, you know, targeting these few most common types of readmissions and trying to do whatever we can um, to reduce patients' risks for these most common types of readmissions after a pneumonia hospitalization um, may be the way to try to um, reduce this um, fairly high rate of readmissions that we currently have.
0: So then after your systematic review, what other additional research do you think still needs to be done for us to better understand the readmission and how to prevent them and also how to guide the national policies on quality indicators for such readmissions right I think that um, you know one of the
1: key findings of these studies is that most readmissions are, you know, for something else besides pneumonia. And so for a lot of the discussions in these papers that I reviewed, the default conclusion was sort of that, well, because these hospitalizations are mainly for something else, then it's really not the hospital's fault and really these readmission penalties aren't fair. you know, really no studies in the review explore the extent to which readmission diagnoses reflect patients' baseline comorbidities versus represent new problems. And they also don't explore whether um, this acute pneumonia hospitalization is perhaps causally linked to these subsequent readmissions. They basically said, well, therefore, are for other causes, therefore sort of it's It's not our fault. And I think it's it's possible that this pneumonia is certainly contributing to um, worsening cardiovascular or pulmonary comorbidity. So, you know, there's a body of literature that shows increased rates of uh, acute myocardial infarction, stroke, heart failure, arrhythmias in the days to weeks following uh, pneumonia. And the mechanism for this is really not clear at this point. So, I mean, it's possible that it's simply that patients who have recently been in the hospital are receiving increased surveillance and therefore have increased labeling of disease. Um, It's also possible that pneumonia is just, you know, leading to decreased physiologic reserve, and so patients are experiencing increased manifestations of heart failure, even though, like, their actual uh, ejection fraction has not gotten worse. Um, It's also possible that pneumonia is accelerating the development and progression of these comorbidities, actually leading to worsening of heart failure or worsening of um, pulmonary function. And so going forward, I think it's really important to tease out the extent to which pneumonia is causally associated with these most common readmission diagnoses and recognize that it's not necessarily a completely unrelated readmission just because it's not for the exact same diagnosis.
0: But this relates a little bit to one of the second goals I had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that you were interested in the long-term outcomes um, and the trajectories of these patients if they were to be re-emitted for pneumonia um, or if they actually get admitted into the first hospitalization for pneumonia. Could you just elaborate a little bit on um, what you mean by that and how a patient's course might change with acute critical illness? Right. I think that, yeah, we really, um, a lot of these studies,
1: there hasn't been, a, you know, a careful consideration of what patient's comorbidity profile or health care utilization was prior to the acute pneumonia hospitalization. So, for example, for these heart failure readmissions, we don't know whether this is somebody who's had, you know, heart failure, who, you know, had prior hospitalizations for exacerbations, and, you know, then they happen to have pneumonia, but now they're coming back with heart failure exacerbation. Versus, this is somebody who, you know, has never really had a problem with heart failure, but you know, they're 75. They've got a, you know, a small bit of diastolic dysfunction. Now they come in with pneumonia. They've, you know, been fluid resuscitated, and now because of this fluid resuscitation, um, they're just really not able to tolerate that fluid, and they come back in with a heart failure uh, readmission. So we don't really understand these pathways of readmission and the extent to which these are new diagnoses um, after pneumonia or the sort of chronic problems that the patient has always had. Um, and so I think that teasing out uh, that uh, will help us sort of tailor our treatment to the patients um, going forward.
0: Yeah, and also maybe help us in terms of planning their care as well as discussions with patients and families about what may be expected in the coming um, course of their illness. Yeah, Absolutely. So this has been um, absolutely fascinating, and I invite all of our audience members to go to the annals of the American Thoracic Society um, for more details and to read in depth um, Dr. Prescott's uh, article on the diagnosis of early and late re after hospitalization for pneumonia. I want to thank Dr. Prescott for her time and her expertise. This is the... Podcast from the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. Thank you.